0: Welcome to Dawson Dudes. I'm Brian. I'm John. I'm Chris. And we are the Dawson Dudes.
1: Well, I think we should mention that tonight is the first ever remote recording session of Dawson Dudes.
0: Yeah, so if there are some technical difficulties, just kind of live with it while we'll, we're working out the kinks.
2: Brian, would you like to offer a brief explanation as to why we're doing this, where you are, what the, what the deal is? No. Good. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't matter. To any, Keep it's it not anybody's secret. business.
0: I'm in Provo. For, <laughs> that's all anybody needs to know. I just feel like you're being really cagey right now. People deserve to know. Let's move on.
1: So, tonight uh, we start with Season 1, Episode 3 of Dawson's Creek, or otherwise known as
0: The Kiss. I really liked this episode.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it tightens up a lot. Um, we don't get a lot of the extraneous storyline going on. There's no fucking, like, Graham's noise or, like, Mitch and Gale being all, you know, juvenile. We get the... Th- yeah. It, the, it focuses on the three main storylines.
0: And I like that we kind of, like, finally get Joey in a place where she's really likable and opening up, and uh, it's, a re- it's a really sweet storyline for Joey.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like, especially,
0: um, especially you,
2: Brian, like, you've really been hating on Joey, and so, yeah, this is definitely, like, the most likable she's been overall coming into this episode, and it's definitely, like, the most focused
0: yeah this feels real tight this feels real tight like
2: but
1: that really also begs the
2: question it's like why
1: does joey hang out with these two assholes if like you bring in like one other person and she's immediately like a just a better person to be around it's like nope but i'm in love with dawson let me go hang out with these assholes one more time
2: uh but but but, sorry before we before we uh start with the first scene i would like to point out that um uh some of the credit for the uh Sort of the like the tightness and focus of this episode may go to uh Rob Thomas, not of Matchbox Twenty fame, but uh of Veronica Mars and Party Down. Uh he wrote this episode after the first two were written by uh series creator Kevin Williamson. So um maybe that, you know, some credit can go to that uh code to him because he's a better writer. Wow, you did research? <laughs> That's the one thing I know. <laughs> So uh,
1: this episode begins, as many so before it have, uh, with Dawson and Joey on the bed, watching a movie, and uh, I keep getting the impression that as we watch them watch more movies, Dawson doesn't really understand movies very well, because they're watching From Here to Eternity, which, this is a really bummer part of this movie, right? Right. Don't the never Japanese attack it. the next day? Yes. You've never seen From, really?
2: hmm. You've never seen From Here to yeah. Eternity?
0: No. No. Nah.
1: It's like it's set the day before or the day of Pearl Harbor, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. That's one, That's the thing that creates all the dramatic uh, romantic tension.
1: It is the Eternity. Oh,
2: it's like Pearl Harbor. Yeah. But from World War II. Without uh, Ben Affleck or Josh Hartnett.
0: Well, I don't want to watch that.
1: <laughs> so Dawson and Joey are watching From Here to Eternity. Dawson is, uh, as he is wont to do, mapping out his future scenario But Jen. Yeah, this bit's getting old, too. It's like... Well look, here's the establishing scene that shows Dawson's aloof and Joey's in love.
2: Right? Yeah, no, it's like and it's only been sort of two episodes of him doing the whole like me and Jen are going to be in love and it's like all right, uh, I've had I've had quite enough.
0: It feels like more than that though, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. As I'm just like ugh, Dawson's exhausting.
0: Yeah, it's exhausting. Like I I do understand Joey's point of view of how like I can't take dawson talking about jen anymore because it's exhausting dawson is exhausting to be around yeah well i think and i think it's funny because it's like
2: the whole thing is like dawson is making his own like romantic plans and joey's like pining or whatever but it's just like no that's not why it's irritating it's irritating because it's irritating just irritating to listen to in general but he lays out his plans
1: at this point which uh i think as we will see later in this episode it only gets creepier from here but again, this start, this starts as, yeah, I mean, we're talking season three of a brand new TV show. This uh, scene just sets to remind me, episode three. Uh, anyone who just may be joining us, uh, hey, this girl likes this guy. And this guy's pretty dumb about it. So they set it up every time, you know, just just to remind everybody.
2: Yeah, and irritate the uh, longtime viewers like, like the three of us.
1: So after we come out of that theme song moment, uh, again, it's a beautiful Cape Cod montage to establish where we are. And... It's it's back to high school where we visit our two of our three plots of uh, Dawson Cape Side. What did I say? Cape Cod. Cape Cod. Well, they're on Cape Cod. Are they? Is it in or on? In Cape Cod. On Cape Cod. That part of Massachusetts. Anyhow. So Dawson's in film class because hey, Dawson makes movies, and uh, you know, Cliff's making a football movie, and Dawson's not pleased, even though he whined forever just to be, have the opportunity to be in this class.
0: Yeah, but Dawson brings up a really good point. And they're all really mean to him. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it doesn't make any sense. They don't have any idea what to do, and Dawson's like saying, hey, you should do this. And they're like, ha, 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 you're stupid, Dawson.
1: Well, that one girl is really mean to him, but... Uh, they all laugh at him, though. That's true, and the teacher doesn't seem... Either he doesn't know what to do with this, or he's like... Is it just a hostile work environment like that? Like, the teacher doesn't, like...
0: Yeah, he doesn't reprimand anybody or tell them to stop or go, Hey, Dawson has a really good point, guys. Hey, listen to him. Well, he doesn't like Dawson either. (laughs) I I think... Maybe
2: it's one of those... It's, like, one of those things where, like, the whole... Like, why doesn't everybody in town react to Dawson this way? Like, um, he is nothing but irritating to his friends, but they're friends with him, so uh, they react like friends would. But... If we were in his friend's place, we would we would be reacting like God. Shut the fuck up, Dawson. And but like the rest of the town is under no such compunction to be nice to him.
0: Yeah, but like they they don't get to hear like Dawson like talking about Jen all the time. Right. I mean, they literally he doesn't ever talk in his class, and the one time he does, he brings up a really good point, and they're like, shut up. Right, but like like go into your uh, you know go into your memories.
2: Like, can you think of a person who? Like, for whatever reason, and you can't quite put your finger on it, like, they just irritated you and you don't quite know why. Like, maybe Dawson just sort of exudes that.
1: Well, Dawson kind of talks a lot of shit for being, like, a dude nobody cares about, you know? Like, that whole internal Dawson monologue of where he's like, well, I'm, like, smarter and no one realizes it. Like, that's got to come off, like, out loud, too. It's like, look at this asshole in his cargo shorts. Like, well, shut the fuck up about movies. He's getting a D in algebra, but he won't shut about movies. (laughs) I could see that. Yeah. But I hear we you know, Dawson thinks he's too good for the role he's in, and uh, I find there's a special irony in the fact that it's a football movie, and Vanderbeek's like makes his uh, debut in a football movie like less than a year after this.
2: He doesn't want your life. But, I
1: mean maybe he
0: does. It turns out it's pretty good to be Cliff.
2: <laughs> I don't want your life.
0: It's a pretty good movie.
2: <laughs> I I enjoy it.
0: All football movies are good
2: i mean uh I may have the unique experience of uh viewing that movie in the movie theater with someone who decided that they wanted to play high school football <laughs> from watching that movie, and so it's yeah it is it is a- it is effective propaganda. <laughs>
0: He did want that life.
2: I, said, I don't want your life. Fucking, I want your life. Let's do this. The problem is he didn't know anything about football. And so it was, it, he didn't have his own varsity blues, but I appreciated the effort. So from this scene, you know, we've established, we're establishing
1: the uh, three main characters, three main <laughs> plot lines in this episode. We got the Dawson and the movie one. And now we cut over to what is already the most tired uh, narrative in this show so far, uh, Pacey and Tamara. I feel like even the writers... <laughs> I feel like even the writers are already tired at this moment. They're just like, all right, let's just fucking push this shit along and, like, make happen whatever's got to happen. We can get by by it. It's like it was a bad idea they were forced to commit to.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I remember in my memory, this storyline, like, barely exists. Like, when I think of Dawson's Creek, I never really think of the Pacey-Miss Jacobs scenario. Do you
2: ever think of the (laughs) Pacey-Tamara? (laughs) Tamara. Tomorrow. God damn it. It's like it's like forgetting uh you know abuse in your childhood. I get it.
0: Yeah, like like it just is so bad that like it's just out of my memories. <laughs> yeah, and I mean I, I actually think both actors are doing their best to like to like get these scenes and these like lines out, but it's just not really good writing. And I mean even Joshua Jackson I think is doing a good job, but it's just not really working. Yeah,
2: but uh, but like it's uh, it's Tamara that has to it, you know as an actress has, has to do like all the heavy lifting because it's just like he, she ha- she you know how do you, how do I act conflicted about wanting to fuck Joshua Jackson? Like I'm pretty squarely on the no here, but I have to like exude that like may- maybe I do, maybe I don't. And, like yeah, she's do she's doing the best she can, but I don't want to. I just don't ever want to see them talk to each other again, and I know they're going to. <laughs> uh,
1: so we got that train wreck out of the way. Uh, so now we cut to let's uh, see what Joey's up to. You know, we cut back to the ice house. Important part here: new Bodie, Bodie who remains around for the rest of the suit. Not
0: not original Bodie. Oh yeah, second Bodie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, second Bodie.
2: Lighter skinned, a little suspicious of me <laughs> of the uh, casting, but uh, uh, yeah, this new Bodie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually do like this Bodie better.
2: Well, first, Bodie didn't get a chance.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's like 30 more episodes a, of uh, New Bodie. Yeah. He just made orgasmic chili, whatever it was he was whipping up for Joey.
2: Yeah, all he, all he, di- all he did, uh, all Bodie 1 got to do was like make chili and then say, I think, like another thing about food and he was out. He wasn't good enough. New, Bo- new Bodhi gets all the sweet shit.
1: We're at the Ice House. Joey's trying to do her job, you know, just work and put some food on the table. But, you know, here comes Dawson. Talking about Dawson
0: shit.
2: Dawson's got important shit to talk about.
0: Not really. You guys, you just don't know. (laughs) You don't know. I'm smart. Did somebody at some point call somebody a butt plug in this scene? Because I have butt plug written down with question mark, exclamation point, (laughs) funny, question mark.
2: (laughs) Is that like uh, you started writing a shopping list next to your notes?
0: I think Pacey says something to Joey, and then Joey calls him a butt plug.
2: That's awesome. Oh, risque.
0: Risque. Yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> I I I thought so for the WB in 1990. What at six, seven, eight? In
2: 1997, I was definitely uh, you know putting butt plugs. Familiar with? Yeah, no, no. The, quite the opposite. Like I feel like I, I had my fingers on the pulse of sex stuff. But like, if you had said the word butt plug to me in '97, like I wouldn't automatically know what that is.
0: That's pretty descriptive.
2: Yeah, but I mean, it's like I mean. Yeah, because the word itself is like plug your butt with it, but like I don't know that I would have automatically known. Oh yeah, sex toys got a taper, got a tapered end so you don't lose it in your butthole. I get it. (laughs) Like it's that that's that's advanced uh, fuck stuff
0: for 1997. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, thought that was a weird comment. It's good. It's
2: good writing from uh, Rob Thomas. Uh, Also, like Pacey
0: wants to order oysters. Hey, yeah, you know, people love oysters.
2: Oh,
1: because, yeah. Well, because he's – this is another great part about Dawson being oblivious to all things. It's like they keep forgetting that Pacey's trying to fuck his teacher or like they don't care. Like- well, no.
0: He, he he doesn't say he's fucking Miss Jacobs. He says like Ms. mysterious lover and then like Joey makes some comment about it like, oh, what animal is it this week?
2: Gross.
1: Well, like of course don't they know it's her though? Because it's not like he's seeing anybody else. They they spend, he spends the rest of their time with with them.
0: And he's talk- they don't know that. He- I don't know what you do when you're not around us, John. I have a pretty good idea. A lot of biking. <laughs> this is pre Instagram days. That's true. Yeah. Um. They don't even have cell phones.
2: No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the in the mid to late nineties, you could just you could uh, in your non friend hanging out time do whatever the fuck you
0: want. You know what's really missing from Dawson's Creek is a scene where they're all online and IMing each other on A. Where's that scene?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. That, they do that later.
0: I want them to all go home and go on AOL, message each other for like a whole episode. <laughs> God, we used to all
2: talk to each other so much. <laughs> but we all did the same shit as each other all day. So it's just like, what? Like... What new
0: shit do we have to talk about? I would talk to strangers.
2: Really? You're just like, I am strangers?
0: Yeah, like girls on the internet. Oh, girls. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. I don't
2: know why I was picturing you just like bothering adult dudes.
1: When I was in Prague, I saw, I made eye contact Ooh, with a guy who was doing like... when I was like, in em-
2: Prague. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead.
1: The story's about you, man. So, like, oh, come awesome. Down. Go. Uh, I made eye contact with a guy accidentally who was like doing weird embroidery on the side of the street. Uh-huh. Because I thought it was you. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy looked so much like you. It was like disturbing. So, like, we made, like, strange eye contact. And I think he wanted me to come buy something from him. But uh, I didn't need a tablecloth, so.
2: Yeah, it was me. <laughs> Why didn't you buy my tablecloth?
1: <laughs> so the gang meets up at the Ice House. Hasey's talking about his uh, secret love. Who, again, I'm sorry. They should all know who he's talking about.
2: i look. Uh, yeah. Like, does da- Dawson doesn't give a fuck about anybody but what's going on in Dawson's life.
0: Yeah, yeah. Da- yeah, Dawson doesn't care about anything. So Dawson keeps talking about, like, how he needs to make this perfect moment with him and Jen for their first kiss.
1: And he's pretty sure he can do it while still shooting his movie, which is impressive. Now, like Because,
0: he, like, like, Pacey is insinuating that Dawson is only doing the whole scene in the movie to set up this kiss. And then Dawson is saying, no, I'm just trying to be romantic. And Joey makes eye contact with that boy, just like you made (laughs) eye contact with that man in (laughs) Poland. And then the
2: boy tries to sell her a
0: tablecloth.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird scene. It's a weird scene.
1: See, it's a good thing I told that dumb story. See,
2: connective
0: tissue, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, now we have uh, it all looped back. A callback. Yeah, and uh, I don't know why Pacey is being so mean to Joey about possibly... Yeah, it is weird. ...finding another male attractive.
2: Like, yeah, up to this point, like, there's been no, like, indication that Pacey is, like, wanting uh, to have much of anything to do with Joey in general.
0: Well, it's just like, well, they're 15. They're not, like, eight years old. They're 15. Of course she finds males attractive.
2: Including Dawson, so, you know, no accounting for taste. What are you going to do? Yeah, I don't think we know that yet, though. Do we? No. Yeah, you're right. That she's in that she's into
1: Dawson. Yeah. No, we know that because like, um...
0: it's hinted.
1: He's always she's always doing those like longing looks at him. Like, yeah, she doesn't know what's going on. But with, but the, I think one of the things we see for the first time in this scene is she does that little Joey half smile, which is super hot. Like, Josh... like. <laughs> no, she did like, it she before. She when, did it in uh, episode you know, one. Well, that's true. She. Is that the part where Dawson Dawson talks about what he jerks off to Katie Couric? Yeah.
2: No, she does it like a gigantic ass smile when he does that because she's all because she's all like
0: bummed out. She did it when um, Betsy puts the lipstick on her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is it is like the Katie Holmes hallmark, the smirk. Yeah, the half smile. In all good her Mona Lisa.
2: In all
1: because a boy came in, a different kind of boy. He tucks his shirt in. What's his name? He must be, he must be money. Uh, he has, he has, well, they, they say that in the next scene when he, uh, they get to that in a little bit.
2: We'll get to it. Well,
1: it kind of, now it kind of, this episode becomes episodic, if you will. I will. Because it kind of follows a lot of standard, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of dialed in on television tropes. Like, let's keep bouncing back and forth and doing the, and touching on who's doing what now.
0: But I kind of like it because at this moment, our three storylines split up and we don't really see the characters together really that much anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, how often can they talk about the same shit over and over again together? I like Jen. Dawson, you're stupid. Guys. Thinly-veiled sexual thing. I'm not fucking my teacher.
2: (laughs) You remember that when he's like, hey, guys, just so you know, I'm not fucking my teacher. That's why they're not suspicious that he's fucking his teacher. He said it. (laughs) That one time. Yeah, no, but, like, they're, like the whole the the whole television trope of uh you know splitting your A B and C stories to you know different different locales and hopping between them is smart it's one of the things that makes this episode you know chug along so nicely because you can keep hopping and hopping and hopping and hopping like you can overdo it to the uh you know to a game of thrones esque uh, level where it's just like shit man it's part of what makes this episode so much less of a slog than like the pilot.
1: Yeah, and I guess you're like able to really stop caring about the the arcs that uh Right are not interesting. So I feel like we should uh cover at least, I think we should just uh thread those two out right now. So the Dawson arc Yeah. Not interesting. Uh he uh, the girl's really mean to him. He eventually he's really pissy about the movie he's in, and then he eventually shows me he knows how to do something. And then we can jump into the final scene that, of that how that ties up in a minute. Then we got the Pacy and Tomorrow one. Tomorrow tomorrow.
2: You know, as much as that that irritates me, I can't help but say it every
0: time we talk about them. I'm sorry. I mean, the only storyline I'm really interested in is really the Joey storyline. Right.
1: Yeah, uh, so I feel like we should just go ahead and skip over what's going on in the other ones, and just move on to that one, because that's what everybody wants to talk about anyway. (laughs)
0: Let's do it. Uh, I do have a comment about the next scene, where Dawson is, he's, Jen comes, and she sees Dawson, and Dawson asked her what she's doing here, and she's like, oh, Cliff gave me a role. And then he says, was there a casting couch involved? He was asking her, did she fuck her way into this movie? That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It is a fucked up question. Like- and Jen, being the amazing person she is, is just like, Oh, I'm not offended by that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got a role in this movie. Did you fuck him? <laughs> no. He asked her, like, well, what she? what is she doing here? And then she, she is so great. She's so amazing. She says, Did you, have you ever thought that, like, the reason I'm here is because I want to spend more time with you, Dawson?
2: <laughs> no, I didn't think that because why would anyone want to
0: spend more time with me? Like, <laughs> on the rewatch of this, Jen is just such a great person. And the rest of them are, like, really shitty. Well,
1: I think we've shown how Dawson is, like, too good for this movie. So for the fact that, like, this guy pulls up Dawson, it's like, I'm going to put this pretty girl in my movie. It's like, oh, he thought of something, too. It's like, well, only I can make movies, and only I do it well, and Jen's in my movie. Because I discovered her.
0: Yeah, I'm going to put her on the You know, all-around
1: good guy Cliff.
2: Fucking Cliff, man. (laughs) <laughs> i like i cliff. like cliff a lot i don't know I, he's an all he's an all-around good guy yeah yeah so far so far the thing about dawson's creek is it treats good people shitty
0: let's go to uh the next scene when uh we hear some violin being played on a boat a oh, boat oh, violin what? the boat violin scene <laughs> what's this kid's
1: name anderson crawford
0: anderson crawford
1: so you got two first names it's like, or two last
0: names uh why is he playing violin on a boat, on a yacht at Sunday? Because he's
1: not like the boys from around here.
0: Yeah, that's some, that's old money shit.
2: Like you you play you're if you're you're either a 4-year-old Chinese girl or
0: an old money dude when you play violin. So, he's on a public dock playing violin on his boat yep. and Joey comes to like she's investigating what's going on, listening to him play and then he accuses her of like invading his space. Like, you're on a public dock. Huh. Well, that's
2: playing violin out loud. That's some privileged shit, man. Where it's just like he thinks any space, any
0: space his yacht occupies is his space. This is. I like Anderson, though.
2: He
1: seems like a nice boy, you know. Yeah, and uh, Joey's not terrible when she's with him.
0: And he's the first boy that we've seen that like actually recognizes that. Joey is actually really, really attractive. <laughs> right? <Yes>. Like, <laughs> <Right>. Jesus, girl! <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, Joey lives in a town where everybody thinks she's this black sheep, and is just like the homely girl yeah, this, like, h- from the wrong side of the creek. And finally, this rich boy comes along and is, and is like, wow, you're really beautiful. Essentially, this is 16 Candles. <laughs> or uh, pretty and pink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, she's all that. Yes, Joey's. <laughs> Joey's, of course, is her first reaction is to be a bitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, when you grow up in a town where no one realizes you're attractive, like how do you, like how do you react when someone's like, "Damn"?
0: <laughs> I guess that must be infuriating, though. Like being like really attractive and living in a town where nobody thinks you're attractive. Well,
2: but like when you, when you live in a town where no one thinks you're attractive. You don't think you're attractive, and so it's just like, yeah, it's like, damn, girl, you hot, and it, it's just like, that's my Anderson impression. It's really good. Um, like when someone actually points out that like you're really attractive, like maybe it's like her first uh, reaction is just like, you fucking with me. There's also
0: some continuity issues in this scene.
2: Like she's wearing pants in one scene, <laughs> in
0: one take, and well, then... like you you see her like hiding her apron. And then in the, like, reverse shot, she doesn't have the apron. And then, like, it's, like, back and forth where her apron is. That's
2: oh, it's fun, like, apron dance.
0: But I think this scene kind of shows a theme that happens later on, is how Joey both has disdain and a desire for this alternate, rich, privileged lifestyle. Sure.
1: Well, I think it's not, like, a, a disdain and a desire for the privileged lifestyle. I think she's drawn between, it's like, hey, look, here's a world that I'm not in. Or privileged or not that like dude i'm totally like uh again like you said like they, they they don't think i'm pretty here
0: no but she talks about how like oh i would love to go to boarding school yeah for sure all right, taken. <laughs> yeah like she talks about like how where where he's like well it's terrible you like have to be away from your family and all this and for her like this lifestyle is what she desires that her youth had been
2: at the very least, she, th- desi- she desires that perhaps uh, she had a dad who uh, didn't drive several tons of marijuana in a uh, truck, or that her mom didn't have Is that. Candy. Is that how
1: is that how you imagine that? Is that how you imagine that actually happened? Like her dad was just driving a truck across
2: the desert, like in War Dogs. I was actually picturing more of a uh, like a like a mountainy <laughs> um, drive, but yeah, essentially, like smoking the bandit. Yeah, but with a truck, with a bigger truck. That's a pretty big truck. You got to run all that, you know, the snowman drives it. Oh, that's true. Anyway, go ahead. Jerry Lee. Not Jerry Lee. Jerry. Jerry Lee Lewis.
0: Jerry Reed. But anyways, so like Anderson asked Joey to go on a date and she says yes. Of course. You think I'm attractive. We go back to uh, Pacey. (laughs) That's all I have to say, too. Just ugh.
1: And the, the moments start awkward, and then they turn them even more awkward. I mean, like in the scene preceding this one, uh, you know, before Joey meets the Gaphead guy with the violin, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Pacey's being incredibly inappropriate as he usually does to her, and then she takes a weird, like, twist at him. She's like, "Maybe I'll try something new, like positive reinforcement." Is that oh yeah. Like, Maybe I'll blow you. Like, what? 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 What's happening?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's that, like that's uh, poor thinking on her part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it literally is Because because she says If you do this assignment I'll give you some positive reinforcement And then when he does Do the assignment She's like, alright I don't have anything to give you Because I didn't think you were going to do it
2: Because uh, desp- Despite uh, engaging In this illicit affair with you I don't have much faith in you scholastically
1: But that's We've been saying how the writing is so terrible for this plot, and I think these, like, weird twists in the middle of their, like, four-minute segments really show that. I mean, they're just, like, awkwardly, like, bludgeoning one another with dialogue. Yeah. And then it just, the yeah. when it becomes, like, you can't, well, the, the listener can't see my air quotes in the air, like, the sexually charged moments, like, really come out of nowhere and it's, like, it's so... It's much more uncomfortable. It's like, oh that just, that just doesn't feel organic.
2: Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, Yeah, there's... It's, like, so far... I mean, and this isn't going to push me into another weird uh, I am Pacey Paces me realization, but, like, like, literally nothing he has said in the, so far, three-ish hours of this show that I've seen, like, sounds organic at all. And they keep, like, feeding him, like... These this sort of soliloquies, and, like, I don't know, nothing really lands for me.
1: I think he's, like, when he's talking to his friends, like, he's kind of quippy and, like, seems like an interesting guy to be around. But as soon as he, like, gets together with her, yeah. it's like, I'm just trying to say low-key Clint Eastwood things. But yeah, I mean,
2: <laughs> but it's like it's, it's like, combo Clint Eastwood slash... Pacey from Dawson's Creek it's just like it's just like so fun. it's like it's supposed to, it's supposed to be like laid back and cool but it's so goddamn
0: verbose too but that's who Pacey is I hate it yeah but I'm it the is the best
1: sex you've never had there,
0: there is some like it's genuine to Pacey right and it doesn't work because he's doing it to Miss Jacobs but later on all that Pacey shit that he does completely works Well, I can't wait to get to that day because so far it doesn't work. You're gonna have to wait a whole season, (laughs) (laughs) motherfucker. Because, like, when he starts doing that to people his age, Um, it all works and it makes sense. But we just can't really believe in the storyline,
2: and that could very well be the problem. Because uh, when John uh, when John was just talking about how when he's quippy with like Dawson and uh, you know the others. Like, yeah, uh, I agree. That stuff does kind of work a little bit. And so, all right, all right. Yeah. If if you say so, but for right now, I don't like hearing Pacey talk to her. Yeah. I, oh,
1: no, I, mean, I, I just tried to fast forward over this scene in our dialogue and it actually became interesting. So that's how much I don't like it.
0: <laughs> the scene, the next scene where they're shooting the football movie. Yep. Helmets of Glory. <laughs> Helmets of Glory. Why is it so difficult, though, to figure out how to get this shot? Sure. Like
1: is this the the tracking shot, like the, the walk and talk moment, the Sorkin?
0: yeah, 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 like I don't understand, and then why is Nelly? why does Nellie hate Dawson?
2: Well, she's got all that video store money, you know, or maybe maybe it's like uh maybe <laughs> you know it's it's like the, a sh- you know what
1: Dawson, you know it's never gonna die v h s money
0: <laughs> that's also a weird thing, like she acts as if she is like this higher class than Dawson, right like her parents own a video store like dawson's mom is on tv that's a really good point (laughs) (laughs) like that's a really good point it's like oh you own a video your your parents own a video store my my mom's on tv
2: (laughs) yeah there was a girl in our high school whose parents owned a video store and people weren't just like yeah do you remember do you remember video natalie yeah yeah. Where the
1: store the store was called Video Natalie or the
2: girl was called Video Natalie. Well, the girl's name was fucking Natalie <laughs> and the store was called Video Natalie. Was it really called Video Natalie?
0: Yeah, it really was. Was she in our class?
2: She was like a grade or two below us. I only know her because she So she's my age. Yeah. So like
0: Do you guys know each I'll make some other? calls. No, yeah, make some phone calls. Okay, so Pacey shows up with a wheelchair. Where does Pacey get this wheelchair from? A crippled person? <laughs>
1: I feel like there's just one around with the team. Okay.
2: Like with the sports stuff.
0: Cause, oh, like
2: just in case you hurt yourself, there's like a wheelchair.
0: Oh, because I was thinking, oh, they have a wheelchair there just in case they need to shoot a tracking scene. <laughs> <laughs> that is convenient. No, but like. And yet they're not going to use it. When Dawson comes up with the idea of sitting in the wheelchair and having Pacey run behind him, they think he's like a genius. And it's like. Nobody figured this out.
1: Well, I mean, is this not the part where uh, the teacher gets involved? I mean, he's not helping with, like, Tiff's, like, lumpy storyline and, like, no reason to care about the, you know, the conflict of the actor. He's not helping with, like, any technical stuff. What does this guy do?
0: He's not he, – he he teaches, like, 45 minutes out of the day, and he's done.
1: And he sits on his desk cross-legged and drinks coffee the other time, right?
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's one of those things where when
2: they're actually shooting it, maybe he's just, like – um, maybe he is established at some point. Like, listen, when you guys are making this fucking movie, I'm just your chaperone. Figure it out.
1: Well, but like, isn't part of the film class he teaches them how to make stuff too, and not just I'm going to talk at you about movies I've seen.
0: I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's a bad teacher. Cape Side's <laughs> full of bad teachers. That's the other thing. Like, yeah, like Cape Side's full of bad teachers. One is fucking a kid, and the other doesn't teach.
2: The thing about the thing about uh, Tamara is
0: like. We don't. She could be a shitty teacher too. No, because she got Pacey to read the book, and like the the, the scene, the next scene where it's Pacey and Miss Jacobs again is it's all. This is all to establish that like Pacey is smart.
1: Yeah, because I guess she. Yeah, because they do state earlier that he's failing across the board because he doesn't care. He only needs a, he only needs a propeller beanie to be the real class clown.
2: Hey, standing around trying to you know balance books on his head <laughs> and shit.
0: But he like, you know, recites the themes of the novel and answers her questions, and then she's like, "Oh, I didn't think you were going to be able to do this, so I don't actually have an a- award for you. You need to go home." And then Pacey's like, "That's fucked up." <laughs> Are you saying
1: she should have just delivered on it? It's like, well, I guess I gotta fuck you now. I want the D, the PD.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, you're, you're you can't trick sees him. <laughs>
1: And all of a sudden, she feels bad about it. Like, she doesn't already know.
0: Yeah. And the other
2: thing is, just like, oh, like, you know, she's done it. She's done it already. It's not like doing it, like, one more time, like, she's less of a dick. She's more of a dick for not
0: doing it. Well, no, they've never had sex. Oh, well, had mouth stuff. Because we established that, Pace, and we, that Pacey is a virgin. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, Pacey, you should be with somebody your own age. And then, why does it, one, when she's doing the whole reverse psychology thing? Why doesn't and Pacey saying I know what you're doing? He also doesn't go, and I'm gonna fuck you. <laughs> like he gets scared.
2: Maybe he's scared because he doesn't. Uh, you know, it's his uh, special flower. Because
1: he already told her he's the best sex she'll never have, and now he's got to deliver on that promise.
2: Maybe he's not going to
1: be great at it.
2: <laughs> no, of course he's not going to be great at it. It's like a fucking fifteen-year-old boy who's going to, you know, take his first crack at um, an experienced older lady. He's going to like, like, come on her thigh.
0: Miss Jacobs also refers to herself as middle-aged, she's not middle-aged. No, nah. I mean, unless she dies at like she's like, uh, I don't know if you die at seventy, is no.
2: thirty-five's middle age, right?
0: No, but like I you would have, like we're not middle aged. <laughs> Could, <be. laughs> Could be.
2: That's the problem with the ter- the problem with the term middle aged is, is like you can only really determine it uh you know after the fact.
0: So let's get to the scene where so like Pace or Joey shows up for her date with Anderson. Anderson, Anderson. And what does Joey call herself?
2: Oh uh I read Deborah Carson.
0: Yeah, Deborah Car- Carson. Deborah Carson. Deborah. Yeah. And Joey looks great. Yeah, she looks fucking fantastic. This is where they're talking about boarding school, and Joey talks about how she loves boarding school, which she doesn't go to, and how it's terrible to be stuck in a small town.
1: But he's willingly uh, not going to school just to be like a kid who plays violin on his parents' boat, right? A boat murderer? This says a murderer. This guy's weird.
0: Yeah, I don't know. He took like the weekend off or, or the week off. So his parents can...
1: I think he took, like, the semester off. It sounds like he's just hanging out on the boat. No,
0: no, he came up with his parents to buy antiques, right? But he said
1: it beats boarding school. Oh. So I think it implies that he's doing some sort of, like, homeschool kind of setup.
0: Oh, I... I don't think they thought... They thought too much about it. Maybe they're just on, like... Maybe they're just on, like, break or something. No, why would they be on break? Oh. I don't know what rich people do. (laughs) But anyways, so... They go sailing, and Joey, he says, oh, you know how to sail, and he deduces this because Joey unties the dinghy and moves it. I thought that Well, d- does, that, does
2: that work just because she knew she had to do that?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I was like, how?
2: Maybe. Well, I, I mean, at the very least, you know what that tells us? Is that Anderson is vocally supportive.
0: Yeah. No, Anderson's a great guy, because they sail to a private island. <laughs>
1: You know, there was actually a spinoff from this episode where it was going to be just about Anderson.
0: (laughs) It's like, now this guy's
1: fucking fascinating. He's Uh, just a nice guy.
0: There is a uh, Dawson's Creek spinoff.
1: I know, it was good. Young Americans. You watched it? Yeah, it was great. It actually took place at a boarding school, too.
2: Was the theme song uh, the David Bowie song, Young Americans? It was not.
1: Damn. It's like, uh, they spit it off, Missed opportunity. they introduced a character in the third season, I think, who was going to, like, some elite boarding school, and it's, like, the summer program, and they row boats, and they have, like, the hippie, not hippie, but, like, uh, whatever, like, the waspy East Coast version of hippies is. He's eccentric, like a teacher.
2: Like, uh, like Robin Williams in, um, Dead Poet yeah, Society? Yeah, but, like, 99, so scruffier. So, like, Robin Williams in the 90s, but doing Dead Poet Society? <laughs> 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 Like when he would rock that beard.
0: Yeah. Like Robin Williams from Goodwill Hunting, but in Dead Poet Society. In Dead Poet Society.
1: And like 30 years younger, maybe. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right, good. We figured it out.
0: Yeah. And so they sail to a private island, apparently. Ooh. Where they play frisbee. Talk about the Warren Report. Talk about the Warren Report. And apparently, Anderson has read the whole report. Genius. Well, I like
1: the part where, like, they're asking what each other's parents do. And oh, yeah. Joey, just to, just to be divisive, like, what do your parents do? He runs a corporation. It's tampon.
0: A tampon conglomerate.
2: <laughs> you know, it's the fucking, it's this tampon monopoly <laughs> that's ruining this country.
0: Big tampon is what's wrong with America.
2: <laughs> I, would, uh, I would also like, I would like to add that, like, when they're playing Frisbee, on the one hand, yeah, it's a little goofy. On the other hand, on a personal note, Whenever I watch anyone play frisbee on TV or otherwise, it makes me jealous because it's one of the three things that I do that make me look developmentally disabled. Like, when I, <laughs> like when I throw a frisbee. You can't throw when, a frisbee. No, I mean, I technically can throw a frisbee, <laughs> but it literally looks like, uh, like it looks like a retarded person <laughs> like trying to throw a frisbee.
0: Where are the other two things?
2: Darts. And, fuck, I can't remember what the third thing was. Fuck it. (laughs) Yeah, fuck, I I, I, I fuck like a a disabled person. That's awful. Um, I jerk off like a disabled person.
0: Constantly. All right, that's getting cut. Damn it. (laughs) Pretty good. Come on, it's pretty good. Okay, yeah, so Joey brings up the magic bullet. (laughs) (laughs) I find this all very charming. (laughs) I liked it. Yeah, like, I like this scene. He's smooth, you know.
1: But Joey's like, uh, she she's having such a, a good day, but still, like, she won't let this guy like kiss her, you know, because she's pining for her first time to be with Dawson. And Dawson's, oh my god! Like, how can you watch this guy for any amount? Like, look, she spent such a lovely day with this guy. doing like, do you think that's why she Dawson's doesn't kiss? His,
0: she doesn't kiss him because she likes Dawson. I don't think that's why. I think she's ashamed of herself. I think what? For lying. To, I think she's ashamed for lying to him.
2: Really? <laughs> that was such a hectoring, really. <laughs>
0: like, you idiot.
2: <laughs> of course that's not it. Now, um I think no, I, I think I think Brian's closer to right.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't think it's because of Dawson. I think she's Yeah, Dawson's a waste of time. Just kind of ashamed shame that she's well, like literally, like after the day she after the day she's
2: had, like that Dawson would be in her mind at all seems crazy. Yeah, I don't really like f- I like I've forgotten about Dawson.
1: <laughs> I mean, but th- that Dawson be her in her mind ever again seems crazy.
2: That's true.
0: Doesn't this show how pleasant this sh- show would would be if it was just like Joey? And Anderson, <laughs> there's no
1: conflict. Like, they date nice. for a couple of years. He goes away to college. They have a really healthy adult breakup.
2: Yeah, she comes. She comes. Home, they both come home on Thanksgiving and realize like we can't do this long distance thing. It's unfair to us. We both need to have a college experience. And then they shake hands.
0: Yeah, like how great it would be if Dawson wasn't around to ruin everything.
2: Just the just the like the rhythm between them is so much different. Where it's just like
0: oh yeah yeah. It's also just really nice to have Joey. Have a nice day. Absolutely,
1: it's not antagonistic like all her other relationships.
0: Yeah, and and they they
2: do have chemistry. They're the anti-Pacey and Tamara, uh, and Dawson and Jen, and Dawson and anybody.
0: Uh, I no, I I, I think
2: J- Dawson and Jen kind of.
0: Yeah, but uh, I think I think that's uh, I think that's mainly, mostly
2: because, uh to yeah Michelle Michelle Jen, to Michelle Williams credit.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's uh, it's all coming from her.
0: Yeah, this is really pleasant. Um. But I think, at the end, Joey says, like we're from two different worlds, um, and that's why she didn't kiss him, because she is ashamed of herself for being poor with a criminal dad, it's just a girl from the wrong side of the creek. <laughs> so you know,
1: then we've passed the part where Dawson does the wheelchair thing and redeemed himself as a great uh, cinematic genius. And then we get to, uh, you know, Joey's back at the ice house waiting tables. And look at she, just like a million bucks, you know?
0: She's glowing. And uh, Betsy's like being mean to her. And she goes right back to being Joey. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Hey, this is what your life is, stupid.
0: (laughs) So Joey sits down next to Dawson and Jen. And Anderson walks in. And Anderson walks in. And Dawson is so thick. (laughs) Like, he has no idea what's going on. Like... Like how stupid is
2: he? Again, it's it's he's the most self-absorbed person on the planet. It's just like I I don't I can't read what uh, anything of what's going on here because like uh,
0: Dawson's Dawson's only thinking about Dawson, and literally everybody else catches on right away. <laughs> like Jen's like I'm on the same page as you. Let's do this. Bodie even jumps
1: in there and helps out.
2: Bodie number two.
0: <laughs> yeah, Bodie jumps in, and Dawson is is just all he's trying to do is like figure out what happened <laughs> what
2: are you guys talking about how is this about me anderson
0: asked if he could meet joey later which is like how thirsty are you you just went on a date with this girl an hour ago hey man
2: like that's the thing like in the late 90s there wasn't all this like strategy like do i see like do i wait si- uh it's not a, like a swingers you wait six days or whatever he's like hey man i'm into you let's do this but that,
1: but that was the mid that was the midnight but that's
2: from the 90s no i know that was like ninety four. Right. So between nineteen ninety four and now, there was a dip into sincerity.
0: <laughs> Anderson should have watched Swingers four days.
2: No, he watched Swingers, but he identified with uh, uh, fucking John Favreau. <laughs> Favreau. Like, I'm call-
0: I'm calling her now. <laughs> he's like four days used to be buddy, but now it's like two hours. <laughs> it's, it's like a couple hours. What's happen? What happens next, John?
1: Oh, uh, to uh, Pacey's dicking around in the wheelchair. Oh, because yeah. that's his like yeah. uh, funny thing and he sees uh Tamara Tomorrow. Tamara uh talking to the film get talking to the film teacher who you know is free because you know he only teaches one class in the morning and they're
0: talking about um what movie are they talking about oh, I thought I wrote it down but I didn't oh it's with Robert Redford uh, the way they were the, the way, way they, they were. were yeah and Barbara Streisand uh, yeah 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 Pacey's pissed
1: he straight up like kind of calls her a whore doesn't he like
0: he says, "I know what you do with your students. I can only imagine what you do with your coworkers, which is like way out of line, Pacey.
2: Super out of line. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, you gave me a, you gave me a handy behind a boat. You probably blow <laughs> everybody who works here. That's fucked yeah, up. It,
1: Try to it's suck everything really out of the parking lot,
0: right?" <laughs> and, and Tamara like tells him that the teacher is gay. <laughs> which is, like, really uncool. Wait, does,
2: does she yeah, really? Just, like, out the fucking guy to be Wait, like, don't, she... don't be mad,
0: 15-year-old. He's gay. Did I skip yeah. that part?
1: That really happens?
0: Yeah. 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 Huh. She totally outs this guy. Because,
1: you know, Pacey seems reasonable. I'll tell him and he can keep a secret.
0: Yeah. And then Pacey, like, does a complete 180 and is like, I can't uh, believe that's... you talk to him He's if he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> man, the fucking 90s, man. Yeah, it's really weird. So they make up and then we get like we get back to uh, Dawson who is um, oh boy. meeting up with Jen <laughs> and he goes to this secret garden <laughs> that was built for a dead woman yeah who loved Greece
1: and the the lighting is apparently epic right
0: <laughs> yeah like he well he does shoot it in uh, the the uh, magic hour oh yeah it's when you got to shoot it and Jen says the most true thing Ever sadness is, you, my, specialty. Sadness Wait, is t- my specialty. Sadness is my specialty, which is like Michelle Williams's whole career. <laughs> yep, Blue Valentine <laughs> is, is like be like her whole career is married, being married to men who don't understand her. Yep, shit, fucking her real life man, fucking married to Heath Ledger. <laughs> it's like can't catch a fucking break. Yeah, like it's like. The, the most true thing she's ever said sadness is my specialty and then Dawson keeps the camera on walks over to her and tries to film his first kiss why which is like the creepiest weirdest thing is ever. he going to
2: watch it later like what is like
0: right he's going to watch it later and jack off <laughs> to his first kiss
2: it makes sense because
1: Dawson's <sighs> awful
0: super weird it
1: makes sense because it fits his like his narrative you know yeah, but it's so it's
0: no, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense even if he's like this like super like love v w kind of dude who believes in true love and all this shit he you still wouldn't want to film your first kiss. That's weird. And you know what what the fuck would happen
2: is he'd turn it on and he'd start critiquing her performance.
0: <laughs> and, but like exactly like is he going to watch this later on with the music and everything? And like edit it and like, I don't see why not.
1: <laughs> see what? See which song plays over it the best?
0: Yeah. And she does a good job of being like, "Why are you so fucking weird? What the fuck's wrong with you?"
1: I, I think this scene usually shows where Dawson and Jen hide, and they see somebody coming. They have zero chemistry.
0: They hear a car, and Dawson decides to leave all his shit. Yeah, and just run to the corner. It makes no sense. Like. He leaves all his equipment there.
2: That's that small town shit where you're just like, "Hey, I can leave my gear anywhere. They're not gonna steal it because
0: uh, people don't steal." We see that like Dawson and Jen are under a bush or something. because it's really difficult to understand what's going on, and <laughs> they decide to like kiss each other. Then
1: again, no chemistry.
0: Uh, I didn't think it was that bad.
1: I but but there's like so little redeeming about Dawson in these moments, though. It's like can you believe that someone as charismatic as Michelle Williams is, like, into this at this point? I mean, we get that he's not like the all, all the other speedy New York boys she's been with, but, like, he just did the creepiest thing ever. And she somehow still, like, moved by him, you know?
0: Because Jen is such a great person.
2: But, like, and that's, that's like, the thing is that, like, she's really trying, really, really giving the old, the the effort of, like, He's the anti-New York boy, and she's still trying to, like, hold on to that.
0: Well, I think what it is is that she is trying to be able to forgive because of her own past. And she wishes that somebody would have forgiven her.
2: Which is a remarkable personal insight for a 15-year-old.
0: She might just be doing this naturally and not really understanding what she's doing, but I think that's what it is. It's like she wishes to be forgiven for her own past, so she forgives... Dawson for what she sees as like not as bad as half the things she's done. Sure, but it's creepy. So Joey comes and meets Anderson, and the brightest moonlight I've ever seen ever. <laughs> like they're like like a ten thousand watt bulb on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: a rich white people moon. They get a brighter moon than the rest of us do. <laughs>
0: and she pretty much tells Anderson that like it's. They just can't be together because they come from different worlds. And Anderson's like, fuck that. (laughs) Man, fuck that shit. She talks about New York. He asks if they can meet in New York. And she says, well, she's more of...
1: Name drops a restaurant.
0: Her brûlée is more of her haunt on the east side. That's when Anderson figures out that she is not from New York. But being how great Anderson is, he's like, I don't really care. She lied to me for like the last 24 hours. Right. I still dig this girl.
2: Well, because, uh, uh, again, Anderson realizes she's
0: very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, and, eh, what are you going to do? Uh, just tells her, like, to call him.
1: Throws the number away, right?
0: Well, first, Joey does, they, well, they kiss. Yep. And uh, this is obviously Joey's first kiss ever.
1: Does she go downhill from here?
0: And he says, can I walk you somewhere? And she says, no, stay here where you belong.
1: Just stay right. She says, "Stay right here in the moonlight where you belong," which is why the moon's so bright.
0: Yeah, stay right here in the moonlight where you belong, which is a pretty like that's like a pacy thing to say to, to a girl, right? Why don't you stay here in the moonlight where you belong? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like it's a very dramatic thing to say, and like she walks off, and she gets in the car with Bodie too. And Electric Betsy, Budalu. the Deuce, and and she <laughs> she asks Bodie if Brulee is you know, on the east side, and he says no, it's not. Anyways, it closed years ago. And then she throws away the number, which is like really sad because like obviously he didn't care.
1: Such a nice boy.
0: But this could have bit her out. <laughs> <laughs> you could have escaped. <laughs> you could escape this place. This is her first Paris.
1: <laughs> Chris is not familiar with what Paris means at this point.
0: Yeah, but you are. I was I was waiting for you to answer. <laughs> yeah, dipshit, you're on this show too. I'm here. She throws away his number, and we never see Anderson again.
2: Anderson Crawford.
0: Wait, so we never see Anderson again? Spoiler, no. Aw, <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. I like that guy.
0: He also didn't get his own spin-off.
2: <laughs> on on his own on his
0: own private island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Playing frisbee with people. <laughs> Just talking about JFK assassination.
2: He's not, and he's not in Young Americans. It's it doesn't take place at his school. Never seen it. Uh, Young Americans. I'm asking the other guy, the guy who's not on the show.
1: There's a lot of those kind of names on Young Americans, I feel like. Nah. Uh-huh. I want to see that show again. I got to make that happen.
0: I don't think it made it to DVD.
1: Uh, it was heavily sponsored by Coca-Cola.
0: Delicious. And then we find out at the end that Pacey and Tamara are the ones who came to the secret garden to have sex. Oh, yeah. The very same garden that Dawson told Pacey he was going to go film the scene at later that day. So why would they go there? Wants to show off. Why? Would, no, the question is like they're carrying on
2: an illicit, an illicit relationship and have been for three episodes. Why do they want to go fuck each other in public? Well, I mean, ultimately the answer is that both of them want
0: to get caught.
1: Is it just implied that this is the most that they're, remote. they're guaranteed not to see anyone? That this is remote,
0: except for the owner of
1: who they're apparently afraid of running into.
0: Yeah. So, like, why would they go there? You know what else is. Is remote where no
2: one will see them. Any, like, inside Tamara's house. In a hotel room three towns over. Yeah. Inside. (laughs) A stairwell.
1: Also not in front of the car with the lights on on private property.
2: Uh, Someone's boat. Anderson's boat. Anderson's boat while he's somewhere else.
1: Or no, while he's outside playing the violin
0: for him. By the way, his boat is pretty impressive. It's like 45 feet.
2: Also, they could both fuck at Anderson's boat because Anderson doesn't know either of them. <laughs> like, hey, can I fuck here? Like, even if he catches them fucking on his boat, it's just like, hey, these two weirdos are fucking in my boat. Uh,
0: I think one is 15. I think he would recognize that. Yeah, but what is he, the fucking cops? <laughs> uh, he's like kind of, he he believes the Warren Commission.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, so he'd probably be, you know, he'd drop he'd drop a dime.
0: Yeah, yeah. Come on. Touche. Touche. Back and to the left. Back back and, and to, to the, the left. Lid. There's no way you read that whole fucking thing. It's so long. <laughs> I didn't even finish my JFK conspiracy book. <laughs> I didn't even finish JFK the movie. I was just like, shit, man, two tapes. <laughs> was it two, two tapes? tapes? Yeah, it was two tapes. Wow.
2: Did you get that from Video Natalie?
0: <laughs> That's the episode. I, I, lo- I really like this episode. Yeah, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I thought it was really well written. and it was tight. It was nice to see... Joey interact with somebody not from Capeside and can like actually see her for who she is. I think Michelle Williams is doing a really fine job throughout these episodes,, yeah. and once again, Pacey and Dawson are just kind of in the background, just really pulling this whole ship down, wasting my goddamn time
2: <laughs> no yeah this I mean this is obviously this is This is obviously katie holmes's episode uh, Katie Holmes and Michelle Williams episodes to shine in, and I uh, thought they really took the ball and ran with it. This has been by far my favorite episode of the three uh they just, yeah, they just need to like wrap this wrap this uh, pacey shit up too sweet.
0: well, they don't and Good I think <laughs> they're getting there this This might just be as they start writing the show more, they're getting a more feel for it and they're getting more feel for the characters. Yeah. It's, it does really get a lot better from here on out.
1: You know, I've made this point before and no one really cared for it. But again, I think this episode proves the shows not about Dawson the shows about
2: Joey. Angela's the boss. No.
0: <laughs> Who's the boss? Yeah. Angela. Angela literally is the boss. <laughs> right. Well, good. She pays him.
1: Well, I guess, my point was not taken well, I see.
0: Well, you prefaced it by we didn't like
2: it before. <laughs> Why'd you bring it
0: back? <laughs> no. No, because it it becomes very Dawson centric.
2: That's also that point is completely lost on me. I've seen three episodes.
1: <laughs> but I mean, I guess maybe it's like rewatching it, I've seen that Dawson is so not only unlikable, but like, who cares? Like at this point, who cares about his arc? You know.
0: Yeah, but like when you were a sophomore, you didn't think that you were like I. I get Dawson. Did you get? Come, come on, be honest. When you when
2: you were when you were young, like the killer song, uh, did did Dawson make a lot more sense to you?
1: Uh, yes, but uh, only with a the small admission that I don't think I watched this uh-huh. season when I was when it was new. I think this one I may have seen purely on repeats. So. Season two, Dawson, I kind of get. Uh, but uh, I think the fact that I saw this one a little bit later, a couple seasons later, is really coloring my eye. Uh, Got it. Well, by watching it at this point. where I, well, I, I haven't have not seen season two,
2: Dawson. Dawson, yet, so uh, I no, can't but, make the
0: comparison. But this isn't the first time you rewatched the show, and you've never have ever brought this point up before. This is merely you maturing and, like, seeing Dawson differently. Because, like... Even in your 20s, when we would talk about Dawson's Creek, you never ever brought up how shitty Dawson was. And you were a Dawson and Joey shipper. (laughs) So shut your mouth. (laughs) 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 Anyways, John, what did you think of the episode?
1: Uh, Not a fan, honestly. Breaking down to follow the the three storylines, I feel like was just kind of utilitarian and... uh, I mean, I like that I didn't have to focus on any one of them, and I like it there weren't ten, like, the last couple, ten different stories like the last couple episodes have been. But, I don't know, overall, kind of bored. Interesting. I mean, even though, there is a, even though there is a big reveal at the very end, even though it's not a very big reveal, something major happens, but no one cares. Pacey finally banks Tamara. And it's still, like, I don't care.
0: Yeah, I can't, re- I can't remember how I felt when I first watched it. So.
1: Yeah, but I feel like uh, nothing great happens throughout this episode, and it just moves forward
0: uh, in a workmanlike fashion. I think Joey has a big change in this episode. I think the fact that somebody recognizes her beauty really changes her. I mean, it, fuck it, it must be nice, you know? It allows her to be in touch with herself enough to realize that she loves Dawson.
2: Ugh. It allows her to get in touch with her femininity in a feminine kind of way.
1: Uh, I think it'll be, uh, and I honestly can't remember what happens in the next episode, uh, it'll be nice to see if uh, Brian's thesis about how this being a turning point for Joey remains true. Uh, I honestly can't remember, and I'm hoping she doesn't go back to being just like uh, sneering and awful at everybody all the time, because this episode was a nice break from that.
0: Yeah, that's part of our charm.
1: Not looking forward to the con- the Pacey and Tamara conflict slash fallout that's coming. No,
0: no, no. Can we just cut that part out of <laughs> our podcast from now on? We just don't talk about it anymore. I still think it's fun to
2: mention, but maybe, yeah, we can... Really, really bare, but really bare bones. No,
0: obviously up. we have to talk about it.
2: Yeah, especially if someone who listens to it is like, it's like their fucking favorite part of the show. And it's like they don't even fucking talk about it.
0: Yeah, or they never watched the show before. They're like, why don't they talk? Yeah, about it Yeah, you know those two tomorrow, are, are they're Pansy.
2: like banging each other. Why don't they even mention it?
0: Okay, yeah, I get it. That's fine. Yeah, if you guys could rate and review us on iTunes, that would be really helpful in having other people find us. Well, thanks for listening. Catch us next week. I'm Brian. I'm John. Chris, we're the Dawson dude.
2: Loving you, buddy. (laughs)